0: In this week's episode, we talk about why forgiving others is healing to yourself. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svee. Here's your host, Svee Hilsenrath. And welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svi. I'm your host, Svee Hilsenrath. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that the podcast is currently on Instagram. Thank you again to my sister Tamima for running that. I recently had a WhatsApp chat conversation with a good friend of mine, Shim Frankel, who is a therapist here in Lakewood, uh, who deals primarily with people struggling with addiction. And we were talking about forgiveness at the time that I'm recording this. It is between the Jewish high holidays. This is the time of the year when we, as Jewish people, look to God to forgive us for any sins we have done over the past year, as well as look to other people to forgive us any harm that we've done to them. And I'd like to read you today some of what we wrote back and forth, as well as some other thoughts I've had since then. My friend Shim asked, why forgiveness? Why do we need to do forgiveness? What is forgiveness? What's this whole thing about? And Here are my thoughts. I think that forgiveness is acknowledging that the other person has wronged you, but it's embracing their imperfect humanity and letting go of both the pain they caused you, and, more importantly, the pain you caused yourself and the pain you caused them. Forgiveness is not about forgetting or pretending nothing happened. That would be denial. Forgiveness is tapping into the intrinsically imperfect nature of humanity, and embracing that. Forgiveness is not about letting the other quote-unquote get away with something. It is acknowledging that holding onto resentment and pain is continuing to harm us long after the other has finished causing harm. In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I've mentioned this before in the podcast, they say that resentment is like drinking poison, hoping the other person's going to die. Forgiveness is letting go of resentment. Now, all of this is only true once the person stopped hurting us. Forgiveness does not mean that we continue to allow ourselves to be hurt. Sometimes we need to make space away from the other person to protect ourselves if they continue to hurt us. This is part of acceptance. Acceptance is that we cannot be around other people for our own safety if they're going to physically or emotionally hurt us. And sometimes the hurt stops because the other stops doing the actions that hurt us. And sometimes the hurt stops because we stop allowing ourselves to be around people that cause harm. But either way, forgiveness is embracing the imperfect human nature of the person that caused us harm. Embracing that in our own imperfect humanity, exactly as we should be, we will inevitably hurt someone else. And because we know that that is just a part of being human, we let go of that harm. We let go of that hurt. And in that process, stop causing pain to ourselves. Stop holding on to the negative energy that harms us when we don't forgive others. And so my friend wrote, well, thank you. That is very beautiful. May I ask, then it seems forgiveness is something I do by myself. I let go of negative energy. How does this explain asking forgiveness, either between two people, or between man and God? Why should I care if you forgive me? And why should I need you to ask forgiveness from me? These ideas still seem mysterious and don't seem to fit the definition. Why should I care if you forgive me or not? And wrote, that's a good question. Here are some thoughts. Maybe it comes down to the debt we owe others for the harms we cause. First, we need to stop causing the harm. When we ask authentically for forgiveness, we are asking for a piece of healing within the relationship. I wonder if the receiving of forgiveness is less important than the asking. In the act of asking for forgiveness from the other, be it man or God, I open myself up and let authentic healing enter the world as well as the relationship I have harmed. Perhaps this is why inauthentic asking for forgiveness is harmful. In doing so, we open ourselves up, and more pain and more negative energy enter both the world and the relationship. Specifically within the God-man relationship, as well as when connecting with the soul, the shard of God within us all, we are asking for healing from having lost perspective of the nature of the relationship itself. There is an idea by Rabbi Shlomo Freifeld, one of the biblical commandments is to fear God, And Rabbi Freifeld said people usually take that as God being scary, and he said that's not what it is. He said if you go to an art gallery and you see the priceless works of art hanging on the wall, you would be afraid to touch them. There would be fear within you, a sense of awe for what is represented in front of you. And that sense of awe, that fear, not a scary fear, but a sense of reverence, that is the fear that is referred to in the biblical commandment. And I think we can build on that idea. If someone damaged a priceless work of art by one of the great masters because they did not recognize the value of the painting, part of the forgiveness is in asking for forgiveness for not seeing the inherent value of the object that we harmed. In our case, for not seeing the inherent value in the relationship that we harmed. God is not in pain over our actions. is not harmed, at least not in the way that we understand pain and harm. Yet, by reconnecting appropriately, we somehow bring healing to ourselves. And between humans, I need your forgiveness for two reasons. First of all, for the act of healing the question self brings, which we spoke about until now. And secondly, when I bring harm to the world and don't address that harm, it creates dissonance within me. Connecting with the other, whether that's God or whether that's man, heals that dissonance, but only if it's coming from a place of true empathy and healthy regret. As I mentioned, my friend Shim works a lot with people struggling with addiction, and I wrote, think of the difference between apologizing early in addiction recovery and a long-term living amends made by recognizing and validating the long-term physical and emotional consequences of living with someone struggling with addiction. There's a tremendous amount of difference between a person that apologizes soon after causing the harm. That's not apology. That's trying to dump guilt. That's trying to feel better about oneself and therefore trying to share the guilt, share the pain with the person we caused by apologizing. Not sharing in a healthy way, but by dumping those negative feelings on the other person, causing more harm. But an apology made after years of sober living, years of trying to rectify the damage made, that carries a different weight. And it's not just the words of apology, it is the actions of apology, it's the actions that in themselves are a question for forgiveness. So, authentic forgiveness serves two distinct separate roles of healing, one for the one causing the harm, one for the one receiving. And perhaps this is why in Judaism there is an idea that if you authentically ask somebody for forgiveness three separate times and they don't forgive you, at that point you're considered forgiven and the onus is on them. In holding on to the pain, the person is now causing harm themselves, both to you and more importantly to themselves. But you have done your piece. You have asked the question. You have gone through the process of arriving at a place where authentic forgiveness can be asked for and can be received. And that is, in and itself, the point. And so, authentic forgiveness serves two separate distinct roles. It serves one role for the one that caused the original harm, and one for the one that received the original harm. And finally, maybe the reason why asking for and receiving forgiveness is so powerful within relationships is that it is the reconnection of two people And within that reconnection, it is the strengthening of the relationship. When somebody breaks a bone, that area of the broken bone grows back stronger and harder. But we would never intentionally break a bone for the sole purpose of healing it. In the same way, you would never cause harm within a relationship, specifically to create that strengthening within the relationship. But with the healing of forgiveness, it does seem to happen. First of all, when you create harm within a relationship, there is no guarantee that there will be healing. And second of all, once you start to cause that harm, it can be very hard to stop. But if it does happen, and inevitably, in any relationship, there will be some level of harm that each person causes the other, because again, we are imperfect human beings. With the reconnection, there does seem to be a strengthening. Having spoken with many clients who struggle with fear this time of year, whose ideas of a connection with God are of a scary person who's out to get them, whose ideas of a connection to God are based on that fear mentioned above, about somebody who's scary, who's out to get them. This is entirely fear-based. Unlike the awe-based relationship that we spoke about from Robert Freifold before, perhaps there is another way. Perhaps something that I can take into this time of year of asking God for forgiveness is to reconnect with God who is forgiving and loving and empathic, who sees the whole person, the inside, the outside, the past, and even the subconscious neural pathways that drive a person that I, myself, am not aware of. Brene Brown, a social worker, speaks about the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt being, I have done something wrong. Shame being, I am wrong. I am wrong as a person. Guilt can be a great driver of looking to change our ways. Shame can be a great driver of shutting people down. And so by letting go of the shame feelings that I bring to the relationship through my reconnecting with God, by reconnecting and letting go of the old ideas of a harmful God that are often misconstrued ideas, picked up somewhere along the way, I can bring spiritual healing to myself. That's all I've got for this week. I hope the ideas in this week's episode, it's a little different. I usually don't talk about religion. I usually don't talk about God, but I know that it is something that many people struggle with this time of year, these ideas. And so I hope it can bring healing to one person, even if that person is myself. If you're listening to this podcast when it's released, I hope this year is a year of blessing for you and your family. And until next time, go out, believe in yourself.